Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the podcast. This is the first installment of the podcast in 2021. So I hope you're having a great year so far. And on this episode, we will be focusing on the Chicago White Sox baseball team. And we will be speaking with Vinny Duber of NBC Sports Chicago. We'll be talking about Robert Manfred's comments earlier this week in referring to playing 162, spring training to start on time, and allowing fans in the stands in 2021. We will also be looking at the Rick, the Rick Retoria firing and Tony La Russa being hired as the new skipper on the south side of Chicago and what that necessarily means for that young nucleus of the White Sox. We will also be looking at their World Series odds and they are projected to win the World Series as far as MLB.com releasing a 10 teams to win a World Series in the next 10 years. White Sox slated to win in 2023. Could it possibly happen then or possibly even sooner? So we have a lot to get into on this podcast with Vinny Duber, and I hope you enjoy it. But before we get to all that, we will take a quick break. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. And welcome back to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. I am your host, Walter. And joining me today on the podcast, I have a very special guest. He covers the Chicago White Sox, and you can listen to him on White Sox Talk Podcast, NBC Sports Chicago's very own Vinny Duber. Vinny, how are you doing today? And thanks for coming on. I'm well, Walter. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and we're going to talk some uh, White Sox baseball here. But before we get to that, uh, some comments made by Rob Manfred earlier this week talking about the regular season, uh, referring to playing 162, starting spring training on time, and possibly allowing fans in the stands in 2021. Um, on those statements, what, what are what are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, I think, you know, I think it probably represents what uh, everybody in baseball is hoping for. I think it represents, uh, you know, kind of the ideal scenario. And certainly they're going to try their hardest to make those things happen. Uh, but as we saw last year, I think everything can kind of change uh, at a moment's notice, especially with the way things are going uh, across the country. So uh, the, the pandemic is certainly not gone anywhere. It's not gone away. Uh, there's a lot of hope with the vaccines, obviously, but um Every aspect of life is still being affected by it, and that obviously includes every aspect of Major League Baseball. Uh, I think they did, for the most part, a, a decent job uh, uh, handling things and playing through it in 2020. Um, they would like to get back to normal, uh, of course, as I'm sure everybody involved uh, in the game, the fans included, would uh, would like to see. But uh, we're going to have to see and, and, and really kind of go almost day by day and week by week and, and and figure out how it's going to be possible. Obviously they've got negotiations to do with the players union does the league. So uh, I, I, I like the, I like the sense of optimism, but uh, it, obviously major league baseball is not dictating things here. It's going to be the pandemic that dictates things. Right. And, and a lot of fans, I mean, when you hear 162, I mean, you have to get excited, right? when you hear that uh, number, uh, because last year we got the 60 games and uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't what fans were looking forward to, I guess, because initially it came out that it was going to be 81 games, I think is what they were they were talking about last year. But we still got baseball, right? We're still excited for that. And um, the fans on the on the south side in Chicago have a lot to look forward to this year, um, being that the White Sox are coming off of their first playoff appearance since 2008. 
And, um, you know, after, after following that up, Rick Renteria was let go. And, uh, you know, talking about that, and then we'll get into some more off season moves by the, by the White Sox. When Rick Renteria was let go, did you have any, you know, inkling that that was going to happen? Were you surprised? What was your initial reaction being that he just led the team after going through the rebuild, just led the team to their first playoff appearance since again, 2008. What was your initial reaction to that? My initial reaction is just kind of that it was certainly unfortunate for him, for, for Ricky. I mean, he's a guy who worked really hard in his time here on the South side to try and get the White Sox to where they were trying to, to go and, and looks like they're, Going in that direction, uh, at the very least, he's uh, someone who who didn't really ever, you know, complain or, or say anything uh, negative uh, about them. But you know, he's uh, bringing in Tony Larusa, and you're going to hear me repeat this uh, time and time again. It, it's been the theme of the off season for the White Sox. You're going to hear me say it a lot, probably over the course of this podcast, is that they were looking for dependability. And, you know, while Ricky Renneria did a good job getting them to the playoffs and getting them uh, this far along down the rebuild road, they're looking for somebody who's been there and done that. And and Ricky can't say that. Tony LaRusso's won three World Series. He's won six pennants. He's in the Hall of Fame. They are looking for dependability to kind of get them over the hump here. Uh, they've got so much talent on that roster, so many good uh, players who had great seasons last year and, and even going back to 2019. Uh, but they didn't have the guy who's done it before, who knows how to lead a team to the World Series. Maybe Ricky could have done it, maybe, and, and, and we'll never know. Uh, Tony has done it, and, he's go- uh, and that's what they're counting on is him being able to do that again. So I think that's really what it came down to is who knows how to get a team to the championship level Tony La Russa, it is inarguable, knows how to do that. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, the the other side of Chicago recently saw this happen, right? With uh, with bringing in, um, oh God, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. <laughs> Joe, Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden. Thank you for that. Thank you. Early morning here in, in uh, California. But yeah, <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe Madden, uh, they brought him in there and it paid off, right? It got them a World Series ring and maybe that's uh, the mindset of the of the White Sox here as well. So, um, but when you look at this hire of Tony La Russa, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting because obviously he's a Hall of Fame manager. He has the pedigree. He knows what it takes to win. Returning back to Chicago, um, but, you know, looking at this new school era of baseball, I would say that Tony La Russa is very old school. So how do you see La Russa meshing with the young players in this new day and age of baseball in 2021 and moving forward? Um, how do you feel that he would have an impact on these young White Sox or vice versa? How do you think that the young White Sox are going to rub off on Tony La Russa? Like what's, what's going to happen when Tim Anderson has that bat flip and what does, uh, Tony La Russa do in that situation? Yeah, I wish I had a better answer than we'll see or we'll find out, but I think that's kind of uh, the most accurate one at the moment. Uh, even Tony La Russa has called those questions, you know, legitimate ones. And certainly the fans have, uh, have had a lot of them or had the same one a lot. Uh, you know, there a lot of them are still hesitant on this hiring. Um, they wanted somebody who they didn't have to ask that question about, right? Who, who has done it more recently. Uh, Tony La Russa retired from managing in 2011. So when he gets back in the dugout, it'll have been a decade since he, uh, you know, 
has, has managed a, a major league baseball team. Now that's not to say that he's been away from the game. He's served in numerous front office roles. He's worked for the league, uh, in, in a certain capacity. So he is not just, you know, been sitting on the couch for the last 10 years. He's, he's been involved with multiple teams, uh, in, and, and, and even a championship team, uh, up in Boston as a front office member. Um, but we'll see, you know, Tony La Russa is, um, has made some comments uh, as recently as last year that would cause you to be concerned that something like Tim Anderson flipping his bat or, or Lucas Giolito screaming on the mound or, uh, you know, Aloy Jimenez goofing off in, in left field, you know, with his sense of humor uh, might not be the most welcome thing, but we're going to find out. And I certainly don't think that Tony La Russa um, would join a team full of those kinds of players if he didn't you know know that that was going to be the case i don't think the white Sox would hire tony la Russa, given that they've got this team full of players if they didn't think it was going to uh continue or work out in some capacity a lot of the people that we've talked to be it members of his staff who have worked with him before or, or certain players or, or coaches who have worked with him before uh have said you know have pointed back to the to the 80s and the 90s and said listen Tony LaRusso's managed big personalities before, and that's true. I mean, he's managed Ricky Henderson, right? I mean, that's one of the most famous personalities in baseball history. So uh, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. It's certainly going to be something that everybody is going to have their eyes on. But I don't think this uh, this union happens if everybody's not understanding of, of the way things are going to go. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a theme to watch for in 2021, whenever the season does get started. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Lucas Giolito and Elo Jimenez and, and names, just naming off these players, Tim Anderson, um, you know, uh, young Mancata, all, all the, all these guys on, uh, on the white Sox moving into 2021, you know, just looking at the betting odds, the, the white Sox appear to be that team, right? They appear to be the team to beat in the American league. Um, and MLB.com recently released a next 10 teams to win the World Series. Did you, did you happen to get a, get a look at that? Uh, yeah, I saw that tweet on, on, on Twitter, yes. Yeah, so, so they went out there and they listed out the, uh, the top 10 or the, top, the 10 teams to win the World Series by projections-wise. And they have the White Sox slated to beat the Padres in the 2023 World Series, which I, I would love to see Luis Robert go at it with, uh, with Fernando Tatis Jr. I would love to see that battle, um, and obviously with Giolito and all that and the, and the pitching staff. But when you look at that, projection on that on that releasing of the the 10 teams getting to the world series do you think that there is a realistic possibility that that does happen in 2023 or could it possibly happen sooner with all those guys that i just mentioned um on the white Sox roster and they're gonna be there for a while yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it's hard enough to uh, predict what's going to happen next week, let alone what's going to happen ten years from now. I, I give, uh, I give, I give whoever uh, whoever's job that was at MLB.com a, a hat tip for having to go through that. But uh, no, listen, that's that's been the plan all along: is that the White Sox aren't going to be going for one World Series or, or competing in one season. You know that they're going to try to compete for the better half, uh, for the better part rather of the next decade, and certainly. You can see that in the contracts that they've given out to these guys. Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, and Yohan Moncada all have these long-term deals. Uh, Tim Anderson was the first to do it back before, you know, before the rebuild, almost before the rebuild was even a thing. 
Uh, and, and fans are certainly clamoring for Lucas Giolito to be next. You know, we'll have to see. But they've still got young guys who have barely even, you know, played in the major leagues who are part of this long-term plan. A guy who came up last year in Nick Madrigal, a guy who hasn't pitched in two years like Michael Kopech. Andrew Vaughn is down uh, in the minor leagues. He was the number three overall pick in the draft. He's one of the top-ranked prospects in baseball. So, as young as this team is at the major league level, there's more guys even coming still. I think today is International Signing Day as we talk here, and they're going to add the top hitter and the top pitcher in the international free agent class. You know, I mean, this, they're not done uh, by any stretch adding guys to this long-term plan. Uh, and the idea is that they're going to try to be one of the best teams in baseball for a long time, not just one year. That being said, We've already seen some win now moves this year. Lance Lynn, they traded a, a they traded a promising young pitcher in Dane Dunning for one year of Lance Lynn, who has been one of the best players pitchers in baseball the last couple of years. Uh, they went out and got brought Adam Eaton back on, on a one year deal with an option for next year to be their new everyday right fielder. Um, you know, the, the, the DH spot is, is still kind of a mystery. Is it going to be Vaughn or are they going to go out and try a short-term deal with a veteran? Jose Abreu, who is the reigning American League MVP, uh, is, is under contract for two more years. I mean, this is a guy who has been so consistent and, and people were worried that he was done, right? That he was getting over the hill with his age going up. And he went out and had the best year of his career and the best year of any hitter in the American League last year. Um, so they are not just talking about uh, winning one or competing, I should say, for one World Series. They're talking about competing for a whole bunch of them. But the first one that they're going to try to compete for is 2021. And certainly right now, as you mentioned, they look like the best team in the American League. Yeah, and then you can see by the by the moves that they're making just even this week. They, they brought in uh, Liam Hendricks, right? A big... Uh, Big arm in the free agent market to to bolster up that uh that bullpen, which was actually pretty decent last year uh, to begin with. So Liam Hendricks uh, with all those young arms there gets added to the White Sox. What what other additions do you possibly see um, for the for the White Sox? I mean, you you talked about the DH. Um, do you see them bringing in possibly a veteran pitcher, maybe uh, a Tanaka? Maybe is he on their radar? Who do you see? really being that move uh, that's remaining to, to be had for the White Sox to put them over the top in 2021. Yeah. I mean, if you look at White Sox Twitter, you'd think uh, that they, they've got a few more uh, all-stars that they've got to acquire. <laughs> I think people are still clamoring for Trevor Bauer. People still yeah. want, uh, you know, Michael Brantley and Nelson Cruz. Uh, and, and certainly the latter might be a little more possible considering kind of the mystery at, at designated hitter. Personally, I think that Liam Hendricks is kind of going to be the last giant splash that they make. I could see them adding certainly still more players. Um, you look at kind of last year, what they tried to do with a guy like Gio Gonzalez, you know, be kind of that rotation depth, but a veteran that they hoped that they could have counted on, you know, a guy that could maybe pitch out of the bullpen if necessary and kind of swing back and forth between the rotation, but a guy who's been there and done that, albeit a guy who's not going to be topping any stats across Major League Baseball at this point in their career. I can see some a move like that coming to add some depth to their rotation, which certainly, you know, with questions about Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech would make sense. It'd be nice to have some depth there, uh, as they've found out um, negatively in the last couple of years with kind of exhausting that starting pitching depth pretty quickly. Um, when it comes to DH, I don't know. I, I'm of the school of thought that I think we're going to see a lot of Andrew Vaughn uh, in 2021, but I totally get the idea that 
in this offseason where you've added all these veteran pieces, these guys who know, you know, who you can count on, guys who are dependable, reliable, to throw a guy who's never played above A ball out there as your starting DH definitely seems kind of to be the opposite of that. And so I could see the argument of bringing in another designated hitter. But the White Sox lineup is pretty stacked as it is. Um, we've talked about a lot of the names already. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't foresee another huge move. But I, again, that's my opinion. Um, certainly they've surprised us in the past and they could again, as they seem to be one of the only teams willing to be aggressive uh, this offseason. Yeah, and, and the White Sox, if there's anything that they can do is surprise people. And I think that's what they did uh, last year. I think that they were um, around baseball. They They shocked people how quick that they became effective. So 2021 should bring a lot of exciting things to the to the south side and we'll just have to see and Aaron Bummer, I mean, he comes out there and he just says, "I'm not going to crown ourselves until uh we go out there and take it from them." In referring to being that top dog because everyone's giving it to the White Sox in the Central uh, but you do still have to worry about the Twins, still have to worry about Cleveland, although Cleveland has kind of fallen off a little bit here in uh, – in tra- I wouldn't necessarily say fallen off, but they've traded their biggest piece in Francisco Lindor, so there's a little bit of wiggle room there. Uh, but the Central, I would say it's wide open for, for the White Sox to to slide in there as, as the champs. So it's going to be a really fun season. Thank you, Vinny, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully maybe we'll talk during the season and see what happens with the White Sox in 2021. Sure thing. Thanks a lot. And that was Vinny Duber of NBC Sports Chicago. You can catch him on there. You can listen to him on White Sox Talk Podcast, available on Spotify and other platforms as well. Or you can check him out on Twitter at at Vinny Duber on Twitter. So, Thank you again for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Talking White Sox this week. We'll be talking A's. We'll be talking Padres. We'll be talking Giants in the next coming weeks. We have a lot lined up on the plate to start 2021. So you guys have a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will catch you next time when hopefully we have a set date as to when this season is going to unfold. But the Chicago White Sox over there on the south side, as Vinny Duber said, they have a lot to look forward to in 2021, as a lot of us do. So thank you for listening once again, and I'll catch you next time.